Back to the crossover podcast where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is comics time as we are talking uh, Captain Marvel, which is currently blowing up the box offices. Uh, we are a few days removed from the debut of Captain Marvel on Thursday, um, so we're going to get into this as we often do on this podcast, so spoiler alert, heads up right off the bat, uh, we will be diving deep into Captain Marvel. Actually, I don't know how deep, because I really don't have a lot to say about Captain Marvel, quite frankly. Uh, joining me today is, uh, Kevin Miller. How's it going, Kevin? My friends call me Miller. My boss calls me Miller. <laughs> My kids call me Miller. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how it goes. Uh... Also, uh, bring, rounding out our little trifecta here is uh, Rob Kaufflash. How's it going, Rob? Going good. I don't know how I can follow that. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't. Sorry, sorry Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he, had a, he, had a whole, he had a whole bit planned there. Um, yeah, so been a while for you guys uh, on this pod. Uh, when was the last time you were on, Miller? Oh, geez. When was the last time I was on? Uh, I feel, uh, I don't know. It would have been. Wasn't this it the last from... Marvel movie? God, I, I hope it was before that. That would have been like last May. <laughs> but um, yeah, perhaps uh, it's, it's been a while. I know that I got real busy at work in like uh, December, and there were like five movies I wanted to see, and I never got the opportunity to like Spider Verse and Aquaman and stuff like that. Yeah, that's but peeling uh, back that's life. A bit here. Yeah, life <laughs> gets in the way sometimes. Uh, Rob, I believe the last time you were on here, we did our Batman episode. I think so. So I think this is my first one of 2019. All right. Well, good to have you guys back on. Uh, we'll probably be hearing a lot more from you guys uh, in the future because uh, Game of Thrones is coming back. God, April is going to kill me. It, it like, I, like I might end <laughs> there's up so yeah, much in April. There's so much in April. Like I, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and my head is going to explode. I might, my wife might divorce me, which is another podcast. Uh, <laughs> like I'm just waiting for her to just lose her mind because God, we got so much going on in April. But. I, I got my Game of Thrones scotch lined up for yeah. every episode. So. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, did you, you buy go. those limited edition ones? Uh, no, I got the Johnny Walker one. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. Um, all right. Captain Marvel, the latest uh, introduction to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Kind of a cool down after the uh, the last, uh, last one, which was uh, the Avengers Infinity War. Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was Ant-Man and the Wasp in there? Oh, yes, it was. You're right. So You're, you're <laughs> absolutely right. I completely forgot about Ant-Man and the Wasp. And uh, I'm not going to apologize for that because that one was very forgettable. Um, <laughs> this is wrong. to tide us over one more month. Yeah, that's true. We got uh, well, we got this, and then we got Shazam. Woo, which yeah, is, this is our prologue, I guess. Yeah, it's a real positive buzz coming out of Shazam. I'm very excited. <laughs> like, but uh, anyway, Captain Marvel. Let's give her, let's give her her due. Um... I really don't have a ton to say about this. I feel the exact same way that I do, and, and, and let me let me preface this by saying, not in terms of how rewatchable and how fun and how successful I think this movie will be, mm. but more in terms of the way they accomplished me caring about this character and telling a fairly interesting story. Which is, I compared this one, just for me personally, I compare Captain Marvel to Guardians of the Galaxy in the sense that all they had to do to make 
Carol Danvers and the Guardians of the Galaxy interesting was to completely change everything about the character and <laughs> have something new going into this movie. Because this is the type of... like If, if we cared about uh, Captain Marvel as much as we care about um, being on... Sorry, like I should say that if we care about being on brand for Captain Marvel as much as we care about being on brand for, say, the Batman... Um, yeah. this would be like, like the comic book nerds would be coming up going, what is this version of Carol Danvers? She's like smiling all the time and having a good time. And the, blah, 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 blah. you know, like the, just the, like people and people are doing that, but only because she's a woman, which is just, you know, unconscionably stupid. And, and we have no reason to give those people any sort of, uh, inference on this podcast. But, um, yeah, this is a completely off-brand version of Captain Marvel, who I am not a fan of Captain Marvel in the comics, to be perfectly honest with you. And uh, I, I find myself digging this uh, this off-brand Brie Larson v- uh, version. What do you think, Miller? Uh, I tend to agree. I, I think that it followed the uh, the sort of Guardians of the Galaxy formula, where we start in a very unfamiliar setting with a very unfamiliar character, and where you start in medias res. Um, like we're in a situation where we know this is going to be an origin story type movie because we have no idea who this character is. If you're just coming into the MCU and we start like, okay, they're in space or on a planet. She has powers. We don't know why she's a thing on her neck. We don't know why she's fighting with some guy. We don't know why. And, and it's, it kind of falls to them to sort of make an immediate impression. Um, I think another thing that helps for creating a, a, a lovable character out of thin air is immediately putting them up against someone who is completely unlikable, like Jude Law, <laughs> yeah. um, whose name I never caught in that movie. <laughs> Yog something. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I mean, immediately they are sparring within like the first two minutes of the movie, and I'm like, okay, I can get behind this. It feels very uh, Flash Flight of the Osiris Animatrix vibe <laughs> right away, where they're verbally sparring but also fist fighting. Yeah, Yon Rog was his character's name. Yeah, that was very Animatrix. Now that you mentioned it out loud. Yeah, uh, the one <laughs> the one Animatrix video that we all liked and remembered. Um, that was not great. Yeah, uh, Yon Rog, because like. I didn't read a lot of the Captain Marvel, so I'm I'm I, I'm the name drops were a little bit lost on me. I was aware that Minerva is a character, and um, I know that uh, the um, oh god uh, Monica. I know that the the, the daughter uh, grows up to be uh, Proton, I believe is her name. So I don't I don't oh, feel like they're okay. going to shoehorn her right into because obviously there's a time skip. Because I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, but this movie took place in the '90s. I, I I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys realized something that. about well, they, the soundtrack. I well, think gave it away. Yeah, I, I'm not. Now sure. was it hammered down your throat at any point? Yeah, I'm not, yeah. That. I'm not sure if you have picked up on the fact that this movie took in a place in the '90s while they bludgeoned you over the head with every conceivable reference that they could possibly do. Like my God, that to me was the most. You know funny. what though? I thought it was cute. It was <laughs> fine. They just went to the well way too many times to the point where like, and th- this was my least favorite thing. And again, maybe it's just me. Um, when they started playing I'm Just a Girl, a fantastic song, and Tragic Kingdom is one of the best albums of all time, and you really get your bang for your buck on that one, because every song on that album is a fucking banger. But when they start playing that, I was just, like, rolling my eyes at that point, because I was like, Jesus Christ, another fucking song, even though that should have been a moment, right? Like, that yeah, really yeah. should have been a moment when they started playing I'm Just a Girl um, during the fight scene when she was taking out all, all of the Cree dudes. 
and uh, yeah, it just really, I man, they they just went to the well way too goddamn often with the '90s references. Which, you know, it was fun. Yeah, she lands into a Starbucks, but then she's got to walk by a, you know... It, it was a Blockbuster. Or Blockbuster, sorry. She's, yeah, she busts into the Blockbuster, and then she looks at, like, a copy of Hook or whatever, and then she walks out, and she's like... <laughs> it was True Lies. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger well, no, and Jamie no, Lee Curtis. Well, no, that was, it was a poster, it was, though, right? It was, uh, it was the, uh, the right stuff. <laughs> yeah, they had the standee, right? There was the standee of, here's, uh... uh the... Yeah, he shoots the standee, right? Of, of Jamie Lee Curtis and, uh... Arnold, and Arnold in the yeah great movie True Lies and then but then yeah, she walks she out picks of that up the copy of the right stuff the right stuff <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise yeah. uh, oh no that's all the right moves sorry um, got my <laughs> see look I can't even keep track of them they did so many in this movie and then like the soundtrack itself which you know like a lot of those tunes were great but it was like overdone and then she walks out and she gets a pair of Jinko jeans right and she's like now that I got my Jinko jeans I gotta get my Zubaz pants and my nine inch nails t-shirt and uh, and I gotta tie my grunge, my, you know, my, my flannel shirt around my waist and stuff. And it's just like, oh god. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was the Marvel Cinematic Universe of only '90s kids will remember this. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. it was it was something. Uh, they had a couple of good uh, cute moments of that. I thought um, the first was the uh, obviously, and we all enjoyed this, especially Kevin Smith. But uh, yeah. Stanley on the train reading the script to Mallrats. Mallrats. Oh yeah, and doing the lines. Yeah, and he's like, "True believer, uh, <laughs> true <laughs> believer, true believer." Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, first time and, Stanley ever has himself, which was nice. <laughs> yeah, and while we're on Stanley, uh, the uh, awesome nod to him at the beginning where they they did yeah, the that was logo and too. they they went through like most of his cameos and a bunch of his clips. That was, uh, and then the the thank you Stan. That was uh, that was yeah. quite excellent. Um, you know. I- do you think that'll be uh, on all the remaining Marvel movies? I think I think they do them for the rest of 2019. Yeah, I, I think they do it. I think the, that's safe, yeah. yeah. I think I think they do it for the rest of 2019. So I think they do it for for this one, and I think they do it for. Uh, I think at the very Endgame. least it'll be yeah. in uh, Endgame as yeah. well. Yeah, I think it'll be for after Endgame. that. Then I can see it hit or miss, but uh, I yeah, think yeah. Endgame's got it as well. Because they got one more coming out this year, right? It's the Spider-Man movie, I believe, is their third yeah. one this year. And Yeah, yep. so if, yeah. if they did it for the Spider-Man movie, I'd be fine with it. If they don't, I would also be like, but yeah, I, I, I fully expect them to do it for, for Endgame and then probably oh, yeah. call it quits after Endgame as far as the, the Stan Lee intro. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, the, other, the other 90s reference that, I, I mean, I picked up on, I, I kind of... I don't know if it was meant this way, but I thought it was cute because uh, at some point you see a calendar and it's like June 95. Um, and then there's a dog fight with an alien chasing a human in a jet in a canyon. <laughs> and I'm like, this is goddamn Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which came out, I believe, that yeah. month. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I noticed the similarities there as well. That was, that was quite lovely. Um, yeah, I just... <laughs> Overall, on this movie, a little bit paint by numbers, as as, yeah, as far as the it's Marvel it's Marvel formula over, through and through. Yeah, a little bit paint by numbers, but that you know they threw in the twist of the Medius Res thing, like you said, uh, completely changing the Carol Danvers char- character where she's not just an insufferable drunk who makes uh, poor decisions constantly. Do you have to now? That's my question. Can you have a uncharismatic main character? Like, there's a lot of uncharismatic comic book characters, but can you have them do, like, a standalone? That's a great question. I think if you do it, you have to put it in the hands of a a, of a great writer, and it would need to be 
more like uh, Carol Danvers is would have to be a little bit more dark. Yeah, because you know? I don't know who that character is supposed to be necessarily, but there was a lot of like, oh, we're having this witty banter between me and the other Cree people who are supposed to be super business-like and we're soldiers and we don't make jokes and we follow orders yeah. and we give up all emotions. But I'm like, they're being pretty glib for people who give up all emotions. Yeah, it, it was... It's, it's, like it felt very Guardians of the Galaxy when it was all the Kree guys on the ship and they're flying out to do their mission and they have like the mission planning hologram and all that. Yeah, it, it's the number Except, one most irritating thing I find about the uh, <clears throat> I I find about the MCU is just that you know after being pl- twenty plus movies deep and over a decade deep now into this thing is when the heroes do their like it's just too much sometimes <laughs> you know when when it's like. Just when they don't take certain moments seriously, like you can't treat everybody. It... I think you said it before in an earlier podcast. Mm. Everybody's basically trying to be Spider-Man, yeah. all the time. Yeah, and it's just like I need one person to take it seriously. That's why I kind of like Doctor Strange, where he the only guys he gives shit are his own team members for being like that. Right. Where I'm just kind of like, this guy gets it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. 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 But and uh, then you don't, you don't fault like Captain America yeah. for being kind of like the straight man either. Mm-hmm. Right. Where no, he's funny he's cool because boy. he doesn't yeah. understand stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if just give me a moment and like, it makes sense that Tony Stark would do it. It makes sense that Spider-Man would do it. Cause he's fucking 15 years old. It yeah. does not make sense that Carol Danvers, <clears throat> the ex-fighter pilot who busted her ass in the 1990s to, you know, make headway for women who they, they wouldn't let fly planes and stuff. It doesn't make sense to me that she would be like, hey, hey one-liner. Hey, another one-liner. And it's like, no, she yeah. should be like a, a really serious and kind of a hard-ass, quite frankly. But uh, that doesn't fit in the MCU. So they that that's that's why they uh, went away from it because they, they like to have their thing where she sees Stan Lee reading the, uh, the mall rats thing and she winks at him and then punches, uh, you know, the old lady in the face who she knows is a Cree. And then is just constantly making, you know, jokes with Nick Fury and stuff and just fucking with him for no reason, even though she met him like two minutes ago and she's a soldier on an unknown planet who's presumably there to help. Uh, you know, the old lady was a scroll. Scroll. What did I say? Cree. Oh, Cree. Yeah. that was the other thing. Sorry that the uh, <laughs> they flipped the good guys and the bad guys in this one, which yeah. brings. Me I re- to... personally, I really like that. Oh, I absolutely did because it brings me to to something I wanted to bring up. Ben uh, Mendelsohn, right? Yep. Who was funny? Who I thought stole the movie a little bit in this. Uh, oh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's I... a lot of gravitas to a guy who I thought was just going to be a faceless villain. Yeah. And when he said, when, when he did the thing where like when he shows up as Ben Mendelsohn, who was supposed to be like the head of shield at that point, And then he, you know, they're doing the autopsy on, on the, the scroll. And then he yeah. bends down to do the thing where he's like, you know, I'll avenge you, my friend, and to yeah. journey to the beyond or whatever. And I'm like, God, Ben Mendelsohn, once again, playing a villain. I remember sitting there in that moment thinking, somebody's got to put Ben Mendelsohn in a movie where he plays, like, the nicest dude in the goddamn world. Yeah. Because he's, <laughs> he's so stereo, or like, so fucking pigeonholed as just generic bad guy for whatever movie you need him in these days. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. He was in... if, if, uh, if I can just reference another podcast quickly, yeah. um, the, the flop house refers to it as uh, the Mox von Sydow uh, problem. Yeah. Which is as soon as you see them, you assume they're the villain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's basically, but he's there and like, 
Yeah, I mean, because he's been the bad guy, and in, in, like he he showed up in the bad guy, and um, I forget which Star Wars movie he was the bad guy in. He was obviously he was in Rogue One. I looked Rogue it up one. afterwards because I was yeah. I was like I'm like I remember this guy. <laughs> he was in the that that Robin Hood movie with Jamie Fox and that suck balls. He was uh, the sheriff of Nottingham in that one, you know, and he he was uh, yeah. the, he was one of the bad guys in Dark Knight Rises, and there's like three other movies where he's the bad guy. So when they did the twist, where it turns out, hey. Psych to all the comic book movies, but the Kree are really the bad guys, and the Scroll are the they're refugees yeah. trying to get home. I'm just like, oh, okay, <laughs> right here we go. Now I'm having fun, right? Until then, I was just kind of going through like, yeah, yeah, all right. First act of an MCU movie, fun, you know. Now, yeah, yeah. Second act of an MCU movie. We got, <laughs> then I got, we got to the end of the second act, and I was like, oh, twist, well, right? Un- until the uh, the disc with that uh, the audio recording and all that, um, I was under the impression I was like, so are both sides the villain, and Earth is just going to be caught in the crossfire now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because with the Cree, and then when. Um, Ronan shows up, or what's his name? Um, yeah, Ronan. Uh, yeah, when he shows up, it's like, wait, he's a bad guy. Yep, Lee Pace. Talking to the Kree, mm-hmm. so they're going to be all bad guys. <laughs> like, what I know about Skrulls, but at the point in the movie, like, it's, we've just gone off of what the, the Kree have said for, for Skrulls, so you're carrying the comic book baggage. Well, or at least what I think is comic book baggage because I've actually never read anything that involves the Avengers or the Kree or the scroll or anything yeah. like that. I'm with Rob here. I, I had that moment too, where I thought like, okay, well the Kree are like these people that are going to go fight the scrolls, which I understand are the bad guys. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're teaming up with the accusers. That's interesting. Why would that be? Why would they be on the same team as someone who I know to be a villain from guards of the galaxy? And like you know, Jaimon Hanso's there. Like okay, he's also on the on, yeah, he's also on uh you know the running the accuser side and going to the galaxy. So you know, all we know from that side is okay. Well, are the Creed just enemies of the Scroll and the Xandar? Like how does that work exactly? Yeah. Well, they did establish in the Guardians of the Galaxy that Ronan the Accuser is like a rogue dude, right? Who basically yeah. took all of the people who share the <clears> same <throat> beliefs as him and for and. Uh, and forged an army with those oh. guys, right? Um, yeah, and that's what I was wondering if yeah. he was some sort of like somewhere in the intervening like twenty five years that he was uh, like a rogue agent of the Kree, like he went radical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's basically they they did they did establish that. Now they did it in one line of exposition dialogue in Guardians of sure. the Galaxy, but yeah. like to you know to be fair to you gentlemen who didn't necessarily carry that knowledge with you ten years later yeah. or six years later or whatever it happens to be. Um, but yeah, like, no, they, I, yeah. I, I vaguely recall the, a, a line like that as well, but it's like, okay, so maybe it's not all Creed, but it's this group that's with Captain Marvel. It's like, okay, are they good? Are they bad? And yeah, yeah it yeah. seemed it was going down that path, but the, the twist that the scrolls are actually the good guys trying to get away from, yeah. uh, the Cree that are trying to exterminate them. is like, yeah, mm-hmm. I dig it. And they had that whole, uh, good storytelling. Yeah, they had that whole thing in the cave where they were shooting at him, and it was like half, uh, it was like half predator, half starship troopers to me. That that first yeah. little fight scene there, when the, you know the guy does the thing where he's like, "They're just refugees. They're hungry. Don't shoot them." And then she sees the the, the guy he was impersonating and just starts blasting, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, this is, this is straight up starship troopers that I'm watching right now." <laughs> it's just, 
Oh man, but so better, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I, hey, I am an unapologetic lover of Starship Trooper. We did a whole goddamn commentary on it. Go back and check that episode out. Um. Well, let's talk. Let's let's uh, let's uh, to borrow a line from Monet and uh, Queen Latifah, ladies first. Uh, let's uh, talk about Brie Larson and uh, her performance as Captain Marvel. And this, how'd you feel about uh, this version of Captain Marvel? Now, you, you haven't read the comic book, so so what what is your take, just as a as a, a fresh mind in this one, uh, unimpeded by any sort of previous call, uh, comic book uh, leanings? Uh, how would you feel about this version of uh, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, uh, Rob? Um, uh, I'm fine with it, but for the movie, like to it near the end of the movie, like when it got to the the hard hitting moments of when she finally learns to, you know, she can do all of this herself. Mm-hmm. Um, like with the lines, like you know, I've been fighting with one arm or one hand tied behind my back mm-hmm. uh, all my life and all like those were great scenes um, but leading up to that it did feel a little lackluster to me um, I don't know I'm fine with it it's just leading into endgame it kind of seems like okay here's the character that's going to save the, the world mm-hmm all right, now let's go finish it. So everything up beforehand is like, this all could have been avoided if we just had this character already. But we, we're, we've been saving it to, you know, make money or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to say. A lot of people are pointing at some of the lines uh, from, like, Avengers that uh, I haven't perfectly honest i haven't been paying too much attention to it because i kind of roll my eyes i haven't looked at anything on people's commentary on this because everything i saw prior to the movie coming out were complaining about um brie larson or the movie being released on like an international women's day or something it's like this is all ridiculous (laughs) no those are all morons who again so like it's absurd that those are things so no yeah it's it's incredibly absurd um Ladies first, like I said. Ooh, ladies first. Uh, well, I got the outro song for this episode. Um, the, uh, I mean, uh, the thing that some of the, <laughs> the the Marvel Cinematic sleuths who get out their magnifying glass and 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 try to take apart like every single line of dialogue across you know however twenty movies. Again, I haven't even really been paying attention to it, but I guess there was some line that. Uh, uh, Nick Fury says to Captain uh, America in one of the, I think the first Avengers movie, and they're like, "Well, you know, this basically creates like a giant plot hole or something and thing." And I'm, and you know, so after I rolled my eyes and you know, who cares, sort of fashion. The, the, I mean, to me, the biggest plot hole is that <laughs> Carol Danvers gave her gave Nick Fury this pager, and she's like, "For emergencies only." And then yeah. I'm like. When when Loki showed up and destroyed half of New York, that wasn't an emergency. Where you yeah, were like, I, I hadn't gotten to that were, part yet. You were yet, like, so. come on, come on, buddy. You know, like that's that's. I mean, yeah. there's got bullshit. There's got like I like I don't need to pick apart every line of dialogue here, but there's got to be some logic. There's got to be some logic to this sort of thing. And like <laughs> Nick Fury, like I I can't picture him watching you know that giant like flying snake monster or whatever the fuck it was destroying like every building in New York. I can't imagine Nick Fury there with his little pay, you know, two way pager going, 
Nah. 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 This is like a seven. Yeah, nah. <laughs> this, this isn't it. Nah, this isn't it. What if I use it this one time and then something big happens a week from now? Boy, I'll look stupid. Right? So, <laughs> like, so uh, the, the boy the who one, cried wolf. Yeah, right? Like, the, the one thing that I thought about it, because it's like, you're right. It's like, there's all these events that have happened. It's like, so these weren't good enough? People had to literally disappear? Yeah. Uh, it's because he had put together the Avengers Initiative, yeah. and he has this group, he was like, I'm not going to press this button yet yeah. until this group fails. Okay, I'll buy that. that that's, okay. where, that's where I'm leaning towards okay. that plot hole, potentially. I'll buy I'll, I'll, I'll. I mean, it's flimsy, but I'll buy it. I'll buy yeah. it. Yeah, like, I mean... And that's it's not the, built on sturdy ground, No, but that's the best explanation I've heard so far, though, Rob. I'll give you that. So, so yeah, given, you given, our, uh, given our uh, first post credit scene, that might be explained in the first two minutes of the next movie. <laughs> Fair, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I thought Brie Larson was a lot of fun. I liked that the ladies yeah. got, got to do all the, uh, all, all the cool stuff. I liked that she had her moment where... Um, like to me, the coolest moment wasn't even when she was doing the one-liners and fighting, and I'm just a girl was playing. It was when she was doing the, she was in the thing with the supreme intelligence, which. Oh yeah. And uh, yep. you know she played. It shows all the the scenes of her like. Uh, Annette Benning still killing it. it oh, Annette Benning was excellent. Um, it, it shows all the scenes of her like fa- like falling down and then getting up and like you know as yeah. a former baseball pitcher I was just like that kid threw her head how is he still in the game right like, it was the go kart for me where she like flipped it just like bleeding from the face I'm like oh my god yeah but it was like it was funny because they added some stuff to that too right because earlier they had shown her crashing the go kart and yeah. I think crashing her bicycle but then all of a sudden it was like we're on a beach and she like nearly drowns or something and like so they added yeah. a few things here that were not previously yeah. mentioned but sure but in like the the montage of her like getting up every time and then being like yeah i am just a human i'm like all right that's a moment right there the uh, thing that took me and to i agree that, that was fantastic yeah the thing that took me to that scene was come as you are playing and i'm like that song was released in the early 90s and she disappeared in 89 she would have no knowledge of that song <laughs> well yeah that's true but it was it was just uh i don't think it was playing you can't, in her you head, can't though, claim to be just... an ai that pulls from her subconscious memory when she would have never heard that well <laughs> okay if we're gonna go down that route um, if the movie was in june of 95 i almost want to say there were some songs from 98 yeah Without looking at the soundtrack. Yeah, we we don't need to get that nitpicky though. I don't, I don't think that. Was... Uh, in episode forty-eight, when Zeno's clearly <laughs> writing, yeah. a wizard did it. <laughs> Wait, does that mean Doctor Strange did it? Oh man! But uh, he didn't have his powers then. It's time jam, man. <laughs> time jam. Man. He did everything. He did everything. Um, I gotta say. Other than the the bludgeoning over the head, as I previously mentioned with the '90s nostalgia, the um, the cat, the flurkin, goose. That was so good. I I I, I, I some of it I was think good. that upstaged a lot of things. Some of it was good. I'll, I'll admit, some of it was fun. Like when Nick Fury was like holding it, and then it went blah, and then like ate all those dudes. That was funny as hell. But uh, it just. Why was it there? Where did it come from? And then all of a sudden it was just like this deus ex machina that got him out of a couple of situations and made it so they would grab the Tesseract and stuff. And I was just like, 
they didn't explain where the fuck this cat came from. Yeah, the, the the only thing you can assume is that it was uh, Cree Annette Benning's Marvel's uh, cat. Yeah, pet. it was Marvel's cat. Yeah, Annette Benning in, <laughs> in this movie is who has not been uh, we mentioned in passing there. Annette Benning plays this character, uh, Doctor Wendy Lawson. Who the big twist is that she's Marvel. Who in the comic books I do know that Marvel is the uh, the entity, the Cree entity that. Uh, teaches Captain Marvel how to use her powers and, and whatnot, and in this one she's a super scientist who kind of gives her her powers in this one with some sort of weird explosion in, uh, in this well, one. Well, she doesn't just give them, it's just it kind of happens when uh, yeah. Damers yeah, she, shoots she the, the, power uh, source the device and blows it up. <laughs> yeah. So she basically, like, we're led to believe that she absorbed, like, some of the Tesseract's powers, right? Like, that's her, yeah. that's this version of... Yeah. I was think I was thinking about it, and I guess that makes sense because the Tesseract was holding the Reality Stone, right? Space. No, the space. Oh, the Space Stone. Okay. Yeah. Which is why they're like, oh, she's found some sort of thing that'll space. allow her to create right. light speed. Yeah, and, teleport to okay. another yeah. galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I was like, oh, the Tesseract again. Yeah, that makes sense. Although I like, I figured out that it was the Tesseract pretty much right away, right? And I was like, oh, it's the Tesseract. I know, and I'm counting, and I'm like, I think the Tesseract has been in more movies than, like, Chris Evans at this point. I think, yeah, it may or may not have. It certainly gets around. And it does make sense, because I was trying to wrap my head. I'm like, does this make sense, Nick Fury ends up with the Tesseract? And then it did, because there was that one uh, scene at the end of Thor, like the, the yeah. end credit scene of Thor, where he shows... Uh, Selvig. Skarsgård, uh, you know, he goes, hey, what do you think of this? And then Loki goes, goes like, well, that's <laughs> hey, what do you think of this? Right? Yeah, he goes, hey, what do you think of this? And then he's like, you know, he comes out and he goes, well, that's worth a look then, isn't it? Or something like that. And I was like, oh, yep, uh, yep, yep. That, I was trying to piece yeah. together, and I think that it might actually be like a like a prologue scene in uh, um, Agent Carter where, like, in the 50s, like, Howard Stark dredged it out of the ocean, because that was the part of the timeline that didn't make sense to me. Yes, yes, because, uh, what's his face, uh, the Red Skull, I believe, in Captain America sink it, and then, yes, yeah. I do believe in... Uh, it's sort believe... of implied that, like, Odin hid it in Norway, and then Red Skull yep. found it, like, centuries later, and yep. et cetera, et cetera. Exactly, and then, uh, yeah, and then, uh, Howard Stark did, uh, definitely found it, uh, in in the in yeah in in the Agent Carter series, so I guess Agent Carter does get a little bit of play in the MCU. Cancelled way too soon. Um, Which is still nice. Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, I was wondering about that too, like the other show, because I know that there's a uh, like. I mean, I don't know if anyone cares about me spoiling the first season of uh, Agents of Shield. No, go for it. Uh, but there's also the uh, bit where like the the thing that was able to bring uh, Coulson and later Sky back to life is that there was a captive Kree on Earth, mm-hmm. and I'm like, was that from this event? Because <laughs> that would make sense. Because I think that everything in that bunker was sort of 90s technology too. Ooh, I like that Miller adding adding to the uh, to the mythos there, adding to the mythos. Um, not knowing that and having not watched Agents of Shield, my assumption that was. Uh, his buddy died in Avengers, and then obviously he came back. Uh, it was like, ooh, is he a scroll? But then there was the whole, uh, yeah, that hey, was... they're actually the good guys. <laughs> but maybe that was sort of hinted at in the uh, in the season because in the um, 
uh, first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before we knew how Coulson was brought back to life. It's like, okay, is he like a Stark-like life decoy model or whatever that's called? Mm-hmm. Or is it like a scroll? Or you know, how is he alive? <laughs> is he a hologram? Is it Tupac situation? Or what, yeah. what, what, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> but I also am now wondering if, uh, if like, uh, Captain Marvel in the first, like, five minutes of uh, Endgame just outs Coulson. Like, oh, yeah, no, he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, here he is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um Women it was nice for... to see him in a movie again, though, even if it was, like, yeah. Clark Greg, and yeah. uh, CG yeah. him. Yeah. Um, well, let's uh, talk about the CG. Um, I thought the Sam Jackson young CGI stuff looked quite excellent. What did you Amazing. guys think? Yeah. I, I mean, there were a couple of things. When they did some of the fight scenes with him, like, uh, specifically the one where he's supposed to be fighting um, Ben Mendelsohn's character, Talos, I believe is his name. And, yeah. Uh, they're in the uh, the like friggin' records room or whatever. Yeah. You really notice that uh, on some of the close-ups on Sam Jackson that they needed to spream, sp- speed up the frame rate because he's really doing like okay one two three one two three one two because Sam Jackson's fucking old, you guys. Like I'm yeah. not gonna hold it against him, but like <laughs> they just needed to speed up the frame rate a little bit on that one because yeah, like yeah. 1984 he was or sorry 1948. Sam Jackson was born. Yeah. So, well, I was trying to think, uh, and I'm like, okay, so around this time, we would yeah. have had Sam Jackson in, like, uh, like it was post-Pulp Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I mean, Pulp he's Fiction got era. a lot of, like, hair and mustache in Pulp Fiction, so that's yeah. all well and good. So I'm thinking, like, maybe Long Kiss Goodnight, like, that's this Sam Jackson, or, yeah. or even Jurassic Park. <laughs> mm-hmm. i just thinking, like, and for the 90s nostalgia, for them not to throw one goddamn Pulp Fiction reference in, was I was just about to say criminal. I didn't notice it, but was criminal. there a Pulp Fiction one? <laughs> no, not unless if someone noticed one, pointed out to me. But like yeah. the fact that there was no him going like, you know, do you speak English, motherfucker, or whatever, just anything like, which would have been so easy because Brie Larson could have walked up to him and been like, with no like, yeah. uh, with no like universal translator or whatever, and then he would have been like, you speak English <laughs> or something like that, right? And it would have been like, <gasps> like that would have been a 90s reference I would have been down for. There were a number of things. There was the scene where she went to the bar at like the airfield mm-hmm. and like he like showed up behind the bar and I'm like, is this going to be like, you know, Marcellus Wallace's bar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything, man. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Because like even the lighting was similar and I'm like, oh God, do it. <laughs> yeah. And it was very woody. Very, a lot of, a lot of wood in that bar. Um, yeah, I, 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 no, I really liked it. I, I was yeah. uh, reminded of like when I saw Ant Man for the first time, and the opening scene is like in the '80s, and it's it's Michael Douglas as you know, yeah, <laughs> as as Wall Street yeah, Michael Wall Street Douglas, and in the same scene where they've aged up Haley Atwell to be like you know the 1985 version of yeah. of Agent Carter, and I'm like, oh my god, like there's a lot going on here, and they're pulling it off really well. Yeah, to the and point where it's like, wow, they can just make anyone be any age now. And uh, so hearing that they were going to be doing that uh, for this movie, I'm like, they they're going to pull it off. It's going to look really impressive. Yeah, and I didn't think he'd be in a lot of scenes, to be perfectly honest with you, because I thought I, I was like, thinking so either. No, but he's fucking second banana in this movie, for God's sake. Like he, I think it's the second most screen time. Yeah, actually, and and the one thing that I really liked about the movie um, is seeing them in a very buddy cop sort of let's yeah. solve a mystery sort of way like it felt sort of like a true detective sort of vibe i very much enjoyed their uh when they were captives and uh theories going through and macgyvering how to get out of the room mm-hmm. and then uh just, just like yeah. blast the doors like 
do that the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> fucking with this piece of tape, right? Because like... <laughs> I even had that thought when this was going. I was like, couldn't she just like blow up the door or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, maybe you don't want to blow your covers. Yeah, at that point they were trying to be stealthy, right? Yeah, so she yeah. she can't go like she's like, boy, this would really. <laughs> It's like, let me make a stealth check here. See if I stealth. blow up this thing without anybody knowing me. Uh, let's just... Hey, you blow Stealth is always an option. It's like, you critically failed. All right, fuck stealth. We're doing this the easy way. Yeah. I knew I shouldn't have worn chain mail. I was a little upset that... Uh, just going back to the cat thing, I was... I mean, did they have a version where the cat died, do you think? Because I was kind of waiting no. for the cat to die because his name was Goose. And I'm oh, like, I'm like, yeah. his name's Goose. We're flying around in Air Force, you know, in air in fighter jets. She's a, she's a fight, you know, a, she's a, a pilot and whatnot. I'm like, is this cat gonna die? <laughs> like, and then I'm just like, you can't kill a cat in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, even I, though it was. I think if there was an archer in the movie, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> it was just like to me. I was just, I that just kind of weighed over my head when they named him Goose. I was just like, oh my god, is this cat gonna die? Because <laughs> if you name a character yeah. Goose, he has to die. That's just the rules. I don't make them. I just memorize and enforce them. Um, well, Goose threw up in the end. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the post scene, which I didn't feel like that was necessary. Oh, I, I found it a little disappointing that that's what I waited to the end for. I still found it amusing. Yeah, oh, I thought. But, oh, yeah. but I, ch- I chuckled even more because after the first post credit. And then pe- more people were leaving the theater, and I still find it baffling that so many people leave the theater. But yeah. as one woman was passing me, um, uh, after the first post credit, before the second one, she asked, "Like, do you think there's another one?" I'm like, well, I don't know. Probably there always seems to be. Yeah, but there's but, always uh, but even, one serious one in the middle, and then yeah. the last one is just a dumb goof. <laughs> but I, yeah. but I even said, "It's like I'm conditioned now to stay until the end." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Despite she says, like, yeah, you can see them online, though. I'm like, yep, I know. <laughs> but I paid for this theater ticket, you see. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Like, I mean, even mo- even non-Marvel movies, I, I, I now keep sticking around. Or at least, it's like, all right, do I need to stick around? There I probably isn't yeah. going to be. But now it's like, okay, movie's out, over. I my phone and Google it. Like, are there any credit scenes? No, bye. <laughs> yeah, that that's what I do now as well, too. But with Marvel, I'm like, there's, I'm not looking, but I'm sure there's probably more. I mean, yeah. if we didn't have 97 other podcasts to do in April, I would say that a good uh, lead-in to uh, Avengers Endgame would be for us to rank all of the post-credit scenes for, for each movie. But, okay, well, I can shortcut it right now. The, the number one post-credit is uh, Captain uh, America saying, uh, are we done here? <laughs> Talking about patience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> or the, 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 the one with him at the end of, uh, I think it was a Spider-Man movie where he's yeah, in yeah. the chair. Hi. And, he's like, and he's like, well, you waited all this time and didn't really pay off or whatever, right? like exactly you wonder why you did it uh that was great my favorite of all like that's time, that's gonna be number one i'd be surprised if it's not my personal favorite is just because it was such a great troll job was everybody sat around for the end of uh, guardians of the galaxy and then seth green was there voicing howard the duck and people yeah. actually it's the only one i had been to on where people have actually booed the the end credit scene like people went oh, oh. and then booed and i then i openly was like what the fuck are you talking about that was awesome <laughs> right like I, I just couldn't 
I couldn't stand that they were booing uh, fucking <laughs> Howard the Duck. Um, I mean, the ladies are great in this one. Annette Benning we mentioned is is fucking excellent. Brie Larson shines every every time she she's on the damn screen. It's it's yep. really good. Uh, Lashana Lynch as uh, Mar- Maria Rambeau even gets her moment where in the the aforementioned. Uh, Will Smith style trench run there uh, with the uh, uh, where where she got to kill uh, Minerva, which brings me to another point. Um, I there are going to be two female led. They're going to be back to back female led comic book movies, Miller, that feature a character named Minerva, <laughs> because Wonder Woman eighty four, Catherine Wig is playing fucking Minerva, the goddamn oh, yeah. cat lady, right? <laughs> like I was sitting there going, wait a minute, right? <laughs> like what the fuck? Uh, yeah, this sounds familiar. I remember I had this conversation with my girlfriend too, and I'm like, okay, so there's like this, there's Captain Marvel, but also like next month there's like Shazam, but he's also Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Also, the Marvel Universe has a Miss Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like don't uh, don't get Kara Danvers con- uh, like Kara Danvers from Supergirl <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> confused with Carol Danvers. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Ms. Like, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah, Miss Marvel is Carol Danvers as well. That's. Uh... That's what they were calling her before. They just fully gave her the uh, Captain Marvel <laughs> tag. It's yeah. it's it's a whole thing. We don't have to get into it. I, I, I there's few things I hate more on comic book Twitter than the honestly there might not be anything I hate more on the on the on comic Twitter than the Carol Danvers is the real Captain Marvel debate. Like it's just it like. It irritates the crap in me because at the end of the day, I'm just like, who cares? <laughs> like, I'm just like, who gives a shit? Who's named what? It's all nonsense. And just if you like something, enjoy it. Um, which, although it did lead to one of my best tweets of all time, where I literally wrote Captain Marvel greater than Captain Marvel. <laughs> like, which one am I talking about? <laughs> like, uh, no boo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was great. Um. Yeah, Ned Benning, who we mentioned, was uh, like it's just it's 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 ladies first in this one, and then there's a little bit of Sam Jackson in there, and yeah, Sam, Sam Jackson, Jackson Ben Mendelsohn, and it's 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 goddamn excellent. Um, I mean, overall, I, I I honestly think I I probably give this movie. I don't want to step all over our summary, but I probably give it like C plus B minus. You know, it doesn't really bring that isn't like to, to shit on it i think it's a perfectly fine mcu movie it's just as i mentioned it's a little bit paint like if i if i had to make complaints about it it's 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 pretty paint by numbers it doesn't bring a lot to new to the table although i did enjoy the twist so you know c plus is probably been i like I, I think i'm at a solid b for captain marvel i'm at a solid b i did like it more than than ant-man and the wasp um a little bit more solid, and uh, she got to turn into binary at the end and, and un- unleash her powers and, and just be real, basically go Super Saiyan at the end there. Um, and that was a lot of cool, uh, and that was really cool when uh, she changed the colors and did the whole like, woo, here's my awesome full power thing, and, and I got my hair up, and it's all yellow, and I got my helmet on, and yeah, that 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 was truly, <laughs> truly a moment. I, re- I really enjoyed that. Um, but, you know, as a film, you're looking at it and it's like there's not that much difference than it's basically Lady Iron Man, right? And it's just, you know, they, they, they hit the same beats. And they hit, it's, it's a Marvel right? superhero movie. Yeah, you get what beats. you expect. Yeah. This, like, for, I'm just 
I mean, this just had this, this had a few scenes where it had a, a different message to convey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and a, and, a, and a really good message to convey. Absolutely. But uh, sorry, like this this is the point. It finally came to me while I was supposed to come to it. Um, if you're one of the MCU or just comic book movie detractors who use the argument of they're all the same, this movie does nothing to deter from that argument. Yes, yeah. is basically yeah. what I'm trying to say. The, the couple things that it does different or has the opportunity to does do, to do differently, and whether it hits those marks or not, uh, are basically like it provides like the opposite sort of uh, perspective on the origin story. Instead of starting from the beginning and then you get your powers and so on, like you kind of start with a person who is in the middle of being a hero already, and then has to discover what their own origin is. Which I thought was interesting, but still, like, the formula of, like, the act structure stuck very well to the Marvel formula. I'm kind of over every character needing to be glib when I think this yeah, is a character yeah. that should have had a bit more pathos. Yeah. Considering all, like, considering all the shit that was done to her and despite her intention and stuff like that, it felt very, like, well, I'm just going to do a, a wink and a one-liner. Yeah. I, <laughs> when, when we have that in so many other Marvel characters already. Uh, there was a lot to enjoy, but I was kind of hoping for a bit more from that character. Um, but by the end, like the action was real good. I like the Super Saiyan moments, like you're saying, Matt. Um, and uh, it got me pumped, uh, especially in that post-credit scene, to now watch a lot of the Marvel movies uh, yeah. coming into Endgame. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. gonna try to go back and rewatch a bunch of those. I might start from the beginning with, uh, although I got to get caught up on Game of Thrones yeah. and stuff. We've I, been talking about it here as well, just I, going through all of them or most of them again. Yeah. Okay, if you were to rewatch all of the Marvel movies before Endgame, uh, might skip a couple. Like, might the, might might skip. When does Endgame come out again? Uh, twenty seventh of April. Don't quote me on that though. Okay, so you got a little over, um, for argument's sake, let's say six weeks. Yeah, yeah, a little less than six weeks, I would say, give or take. So you got five or six weeks to watch upwards of 20 Marvel movies? Yeah, I probably, you know, I'd probably skip skip Thor to the Dark World, and I do think the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk is is underrated, and people unfairly shit on it, but uh, I... I agree, but it's not super important. Yeah, (laughs) but I might skip that one as well. Um, The... uh, the, we don't have to get into it here, but uh, I'll just say one yeah. thing about the Mar- the the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk is um it's underrated. People unfairly shit in it, shit on it, but it does fall apart in the third act. <laughs> is, oh, yeah. is is what I'll say. Um, and seeing the Sam the Record, I'll never not love seeing that Sam the Record Man thing as the uh, Sam the Record Man in the background as they claim to be fighting in Harlem. Uh, <laughs> always coming like that's not Harlem at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Hey, that's Toronto. Um. Yeah, I mean, I really don't have much else to add. It's it's excellent. The well, excellent's a bit strong. It's it's a it's a standard MCU movie. The ladies get to be awesome in this. You know, get yeah. to be more awesome than the men in that one. So that's always a plus. To, you yeah. know, to see the ladies first. Um, Brie Larson kicks ass. Nick Fury kicks ass. It, it's fun to see. Uh, um, Coulson. You get to see that the eye is just yeah. you got scratched by a, a cat that wasn't a cat. <laughs> a flurkin, a flurkin, but uh, a flurkin. yeah, um, 
you know, yeah. they do. Plus a it's bunch nice of... to see him in a non-director role, right? Like he's not yeah. showing up looking like a badass. He's he's a guy wearing like jeans and a shirt, and, and, <laughs> and he's exactly. he's out being a street level Nick Fury. Exactly, and and isn't the guy who knows the thing that he's not telling everybody in the in in this situation, right? Like yeah, he isn't like, the coolest guy in the room yet. <laughs> exactly right, and and it, it was really nice to see that. That's cool. There's some some great fight scenes. You get some good. CGI fight scenes as well. There's great CGI effects. I mean, the makeup in this movie was excellent as well. Um, and yeah, and you get some some great dialogue from fucking Ben Mendelsohn, who slays yeah. it in this movie. And it's it's just yet another enjoyable comic book movie. Sorry, critics, it's another goddamn enjoyable comic book movie. You just have to deal with it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's always whether or not it's by the numbers. It's always just fun to have another Marvel movie. <laughs> They have a formula. They're sticking to it. They throw in at least one or two twists to make it feel a little bit fresh. In this case, yeah. it was the surprise comic book motherfuckers. It was the, uh, the the Kree are the bad guys now. And it was like, whoa, I'm, I'm with it. Go with it. Never really liked those guys anyway. I always thought that they were a little <laughs> smarmy in the comic book. Uh, so it's good to say, take them down a peg, MCU, is what I was thinking to myself. <laughs> as I so yeah, you blast there. Jude Law into a rock. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> that was a great moment, though, too, when he did the thing where he's like, prove to me, prove to me. And the entire time, I'm like, just shoot this motherfucker. And then she I was saying the same and thing. I'm like, was, you... And I'm like, yes. And then walks like, oh, like, oh, I got to prove shit to you. And I was like, woo, girl power, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, that yeah, that, that was the most yeah. Dragon Ball Z scene for me. Yeah, was I, I was story. really happy with that scene. That's true, because they were also like in the middle of like in a canyon. Were, <laughs> yeah, they were in a canyon with like one rock and some like scattering uh, amounts of grass. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's totally out. anime to be like, you can't fight me. Let's fight one on one, and the guy just blasts a guy to a mountain. <laughs> it's funny though too, because like Brie Larson drags him back to the thing and like. Jude Law basically has this dialogue where he's like, "Don't, don't, don't tell him I shit my pants. Just don't. What do you do? Don't send me back. Don't tell him I shit my pants. Right? Like, yeah, he's like, like kicking and grunting like, ow. Exactly. He wasn't even doing that. He's just laying there like, he's like, don't send me back. I can't go. Don't tell him I shit my pants, man. And then it was just like, I'm like, this is hilarious that she's like, beep boop 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 booping him so that his thing goes back to like holla or whatever the hell the name of the creep plan is. Yeah. It's like, um, oh no, your your transport's not uh powered enough to go. It's like, let me just help you out there. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Um, yeah, I I mean just just all just standard fun. I mean, and 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 a much better lead in, a, a bit of a cool down, like we said, but a much better lead in to uh, end game. When like I I think. Uh, well, not only that, it also based on. I guess it's. I think it's the last scene of the movie before the post credit stuff, where Fury's writing out the Avengers Initiative. Yeah. And it's some other initiative, the and then he sees. Initiative or something. Yeah, yeah. and then he sees uh, that uh, it's uh, like Carol the Avenger Avengers Danvers. Yeah. Um, it's like then the Avengers Initiative. So it's like it's nice to see like okay, yeah. this is what actually kicked it all off. Bringing things full circle, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. at the beginning he says, like, you know, my team's in terms of, uh, we're, we're charged with assessing what the next threat is going to be. And so for him to then end that sort of adventure with uh, coming up, well, you know what, it's going to be something big and we're going to need more than what we bring to bear. So, yeah. yeah. It makes yeah. a lot of sense because, you know, that makes that's why they did the thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking 10 years from now when my baby girl's old enough to start kind of watching these movies. 
and we go back from the beginning. I'm thinking after you go through Infinity War, to then go from Infinity War to, like, directly into Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's going to be a little bit jarring, right? <laughs> like, you're going to be like, yeah. wait, look I'm how happy Paul Rudd is. I'm wondering if this movie would have served yeah. to be a bit earlier. Yeah, like, should they have flipped? Um, should they have flipped uh, Captain Marvel and, and uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I wonder? Is, is, I'm wondering if it just at. telegraphs too much to say, okay, well, our last Avengers movie, quote-unquote, is going to be a two-parter, and here's one, and then we're going to have another one where we introduce a new character who's the most powerful being we've seen so far, and there's going to be a second one. What's going to happen? Yeah, <laughs> oh, and also well, Spider-Man's yeah. alive by the end of it. Yeah, like, it, does yeah, seem, it yeah. seems a little... Deus <laughs> Machina, but like, I, don't yes. think, I don't think, ultimately, I don't think the story is going to be... Carol Danvers shows up now. Everything's fine. I think Carol no, Danvers. No, of course not. But it, yeah. it feels very like that would be oh, awful you know, storytelling. Oh no, no one can save us. Or so like, yeah. okay, well maybe this person can save us. <laughs> like this new character that I'm introducing right now. You've yeah. never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, it does feel. Um, that would be awful storytelling, by the way. If Carol Danvers just shows up, punches Thanos once, and then says, "Fix everything," and he goes, to, oh, "Okay," and then right, like. <laughs> Like that would and no, I don't expect that to happen. I mean, uh, I have to have no. more faith in that after 20 yeah, movies. But it's it's going to be more that she shows up. Odds are a little bit more even, but in the end, and make your peace with this now, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. One of Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. are dying at the end of Avengers Endgame, and I my money's on Robert Downey Jr. Unfortunately, because it's. Here's- like it's just all led to to Tony Stark making the ultimate sacrifice to save everybody, right? Like here's yeah. here's the twist. Here's the twist. Yeah, both of them, Paul. That that would be the, that'd be too much of a twist, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, uh, I like where your head's at because it's just make your peace with it now, everybody. Because it's yeah. it's it's because if they don't do that, well, here here's the thing. That's a pretty okay. bad storytelling. <laughs> the twist well, I want is Spider Man dies, and we have to. <laughs> somehow get to the next movie well here here's the thing we've now been introduced to the scrolls in the mcu yeah will anybody actually be down you're saying they shapeshifted them all and they're all still alive is that the move until it was revealed that the scrolls are actually like you know on the human side or like on the good side Mm -hmm. that it's like okay so it's like oh man what if after uh, when everybody comes back, that it's actually just like scrolls impersonating them somehow. <laughs> that moment is definitely going to happen, though. Like, there's there's definitely going to be a psych out moment where Stanos, Stanos, Jesus, sorry. Uh, <laughs> were you thinking of Stannis? Stannis, no. Uh, Thanos, Thanos is going to stab somebody or like do something to somebody, and it's it's going to be like Tony Stark or or not Tony Stark, but like let's say. Uh, fucking uh, Romanoff. Let's say let's say it's fucking Black Widow. He's going to like stab Black Widow and we're all going to be like, "Oh shit, Black Widow's dead." And then it's going to turn out to be a scroll and they're going to be like, "Sack!" and then he's going to get kicked in the face by somebody, yeah. right? Like, She's going to do that leg flip neck move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanos isn't going to throw her into the sun for some reason. <laughs> yeah. He should. Uh, but okay, if, if, if that yeah. scene happens, yeah. But does that mean then that Romanoff is around still, or that she actually died much earlier? No, it's it's going to be the old fake out. Like, out. I'm just I'm just making it up off my head. It might not be her. Yeah, it'll probably be somebody of more charm and significance to this. Series, True, but but who, whomever it is, yeah, is like, okay. It, there's going to be that psych out death before the real death that actually happens because like it just it yeah. makes 
too much sense to me that Robert Downey Jr. would have to uh, make it make some kind of a sacrifice, and then you can always make up some bullshit and bring him back in Secret Wars, in you know Phase Six or whatever, right? Because yeah. um, what phase are we in right now? Three or four? Uh, this is the this is either end of three or the beginning of four, depending on how they broke it up. Yeah. I think this is still end of three. All right, uh, yeah. So, like, once we get into phase four, it's obviously going to be X Men and and uh, Spider Man and whatnot. So. Uh, yeah, there'll be time to get to Secret Wars. Um, anything else you guys want to say about Captain Marvel before we give our final grades? Adequate. Fun. <laughs> Adequate. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I, solid B for me for Captain Marvel. What do you think, Rob? Uh, I mean, I was thinking of just giving my... I'm pretty sure I have a track record of saying eight. (laughs) (laughs) They're all eights, except for Infinity War, which which is uh, nine. Yeah, but if all of them are eights, are any of them really (laughs) eights? Yeah. Um, But honestly, like I was, I was thinking this this would be a seven point five because oh damn, (laughs) because just the beginning part of the movie, a lot of it was just like, why do I actually care? Because it just. In the MCU, it's like, all right, we're getting to the end, and now we're going to introduce, presumably, the character that will, you know, fix it all or all of that. Mm-hmm. Or at least yeah, allow them to... Uh, particularly, like, the movie directly before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, particularly because it's the movie directly before it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it'd be, like, a 7.5 or 8. Like, it's, it's in that neighborhood for me. Mm-hmm. It's very enjoyable still, so... Yeah. I think you're right. Um, I mean, the big statement I would make on this one, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but uh, I I enjoyed Aquaman more. <laughs> and I, I, I enjoyed my experience in the theater watching Aquaman more than I did watching Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel is... Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, Captain Marvel is definitively a better, quote-unquote, movie, right? Like, it, it, like in terms of just uh, the way things cycle and stuff like that. But... Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to perpetuate the DC versus Marvel stereotype here, but... Uh, I have not seen Aquaman, but I did dude, not hear good things about it. <laughs> it's, it's it's not a shit show, Rob, but there's so much new stuff that we haven't seen before, particularly because the, most of the movie takes place underwater, right? Okay. In, in just in terms, of the, in, in terms of the superhero genre over the past two years, that uh, might have soured me just a little bit for Captain Marvel, where I was just kind of like, hey, we've kind of seen this before, except this is like the female version of yeah. whatever. But, I, I mean, that's not to say that either is a complete piece of shit or anything, because neither of them are. They're both awesome experiences, and I would fork over my $12 to go see them in the theaters again, if given the opportunity to go back in time and do so. So, um, yeah. yeah. Um, Miller, what was your overall grade? Uh, I'll go B plus on this one. Um, okay. As as mentioned, uh, there there are a couple things taking me just slightly above average. Okay. Um, there are I think that the formula is very uh, stale, as we said before, and not that it's stale, not that I hate it. It's just that it's predictable for Marvel at this point. That yeah. said, all of the little stuff inside um, is was fun because I like the buddy cop Nick and uh, and uh, Veers. I like the uh, the. The, the handful of like the 90s references that were cute and I enjoyed versus the ones that I felt were a bit overdone. Um, I like the Ned Benning, uh, and I like that at the end there was this huge, big, powerful Super Saiyan fight uh, that included, uh, you know, the awesome end credit scene, and if its job was to get me pumped for Avengers Endgame, then job 
completed. Yeah. yeah uh, so uh, I mean, it, it's not going to be like one of my top five Marvel movies uh, by any means, but uh, it did its job well, and uh, for that, I will give it a B plus. All right. Um, I didn't really want to do this, but if we want to perpetuate the, uh, <laughs> the if we want to further perpetuate the DC versus Marvel stereotype, um. Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel, Miller? Of the movies? Yeah, just of the movies. Uh, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one, because on the one hand, you have a Marvel movie that isn't anything special, and on the other hand, you have a DC movie, which I'm conditioned to hate, that I was pleasantly surprised by. Um, <laughs> I think I would go Wonder Woman, honestly. Um, I, I really liked all the... I like that it was a period piece. I like the, uh, the... I mean, obviously, the No Man's Land scene. Incredible, iconic. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. I like the David Thewlis twist as the uh, bad guy, even if I hated his mustache. <laughs> Total 19, 1920s mustache. Um, yeah, I uh, I think I agree with you, um, but I, I can't. I'm too close to Wonder Woman, so I can't give a non-biased opinion on that's that. That's the other so thing. <laughs> that's the other thing. So, uh, but both yeah, as someone who's wanted a Wonder Woman movie for years was terrified when one was announced. <laughs> yeah, both both fucking awesome, and and congratulations to the to the ladies yeah. uh, who are who are making progress in in this sort of nonsense. Um, I did see something on uh, I think it was on Reddit. I don't know what it was, but there was some little girl that was interviewing uh, Brie Larson, and one of the questions was like, you know, who's your favorite superhero and all that, and Brie Larson answered Wonder Woman. Yeah. I mean, how could it not be, really? <laughs> if, yeah. if you're a female, like if I was female, it would, it would unquestionably be goddamn Wonder Woman. It's so fucking awesome. Um, I just I just found that amusing between the hey, I have a job with Marvel and yeah. I'm gonna answer DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Disney money's gonna drag her away. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Out, outside of that, you know, perfectly fine answer. There's no reason to dispute it or anything. But it's just in that context, <laughs> yeah. I just found that amusing. Pretty funny, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it for the uh, Captain Marvel review. Uh, crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Um, we're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Uh, five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download our podcast. Um, email is uh, contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com. And uh, my Twitter account at mpier6 is the official... Uh, Twitter account for the podcast because I refuse to run two Twitter accounts because it's goddamn annoying. Um, so that's it for this week. Next week we will be back. Uh, Craig is going to be back on. We're going to be on the sports side. We're going to be making our March Madness bracket probably on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, we got a little streak going. We've got the national champion right two years in a row. We're going to try to make it a nice little three-peat here. Uh, as far as <laughs> we mentioned, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but we are fully goddamn book for april um there is so much stuff game of thrones is coming back we got shazam avengers endgame wrestlemania is taking place in goddamn uh uh in in goddamn april the nhl and nba playoffs are going to be going so craig will be on to talk about that so we're going to hear plenty from you two gentlemen as well because like i'm I'm, we're kicking off blockbuster season (laughs) yeah it's basically blockbuster (laughs) season yeah we're going to be you guys all should i book on for game of thrones pods we're going to do a game of thrones preview pod too uh mike leapock has been working his ass off making something uh uh, special for very us all special. To, uh, very special for us all to. to oh really? For, yeah, for, oh, the, yeah. Uh, for the uh, 
Uh, we're not going to reveal what it is right now, but uh, yeah, he he he's put in a lot of work and he's pretty proud of it. We we can't wait to record that uh, pod for a Game of Thrones preview, and I need it too because I'm completely out of Game of Thrones shape. I have forgotten names dates what people are up to who's who who's fucking who who's fucking whose sister you know like i don't i just I, uh yeah i got game of thrones game of shape. it's been two years I, guys i rewatched the entire series of game of thrones in december and at this point now in march i feel like i've forgotten <laughs> 90 percent of it well, like there'll be there'll be subtle nods or references in the final season i'm like i think i get it yeah is that a thing well yeah that's gotta be a thing here's the thing i'll say about game of thrones is never forget that hodor died protecting the knight's king that's it and we're out of here uh we'll talk to you next time on the crossover podcast uh i'll see you guys probably sometime we'll probably get you guys back on for uh i'm not sure what comes first shazam or game of thrones miller but uh you're going to be on whichever one of those comes first, I would assume. So, uh, <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll talk to you guys again in April. And uh, take care, everybody, and listen to us next week uh, when we talk about March Madness. Take care, everybody. Awesome.